This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by poppyapparel.com. Go to poppyapparel.com and use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D to get 10% off your next shipping. It's a women's clothing apparel store. You can buy anything from hats to probably shoes. I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe sandals. I don't know. Pants, dresses. Listen to old episodes. I've named it all before. And it's free shipping worldwide. So no excuse anyone out there listening, even if you're in Zimbabwe. And yes, I do have a listener in Zimbabwe. So shout out to you, Zimbabwean. Also, go to podbros.com you can listen to my episodes there if you like to listen off the computer and while you're there and if you shop at amazon click on the banner that the podbros has and shop through them no cost extra towards you it's same thing nothing out of your pocket just gives us a little bit something in the process if you're in the united states of america every sunday you could listen to my podcast on emzt radio it is internet radio Google it, you'll find it if you're in the States only. Sunday afternoons, they have a podcast block. That's easy for me to say. Podcast block. There you go. (laughs) They have a podcast block. And I'm one of the podcasts that are featured every Sunday. And I'm also obviously available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. So what's going on? Master P, what's up? You're with me here today. It's a bit of a crazy day because we're about to record with the Gato 5 guys in about 15 minutes or so. So I'm just doing this quick intro because obviously, as you guys could tell by reading the description, I have the Bubba Jenkins on the show today. I had the privilege of talking with him and you're going to see how cool this guy is. If you're in MMA, you're going to love this episode. If you're not, you're still going to like it because we don't, only at the beginning we touch a bit of MMA, but like I even said during the interview, the man is interweaved with MMA. So 
and there you go. That was me. I was going to blame Master P. Okay. So, as I was saying, fuck man, that totally threw me off my train of thought. What was I saying, Master P? Oh, talking about Bubba Jenkins. See, how disrespectful is that of me? Now I have to apologize. Fuck. Anyways, I was saying that, yeah, if you're into MMA, you're going to love this episode. If you're not, still tune in because we're not going to talk about everything because at the beginning, like I said before already, and I'm just repeating myself and now I'm bambling on. But anyways, just fucking listen to the interview. It's fucking awesome. Guy's cool, down to earth. You can see what it's, what he's all about. And then um, at the end of the show, I'll come back and actually I want to talk about my niece's wedding that just happened recently this past weekend as of this recording so i got a, a little bit of a stories there not bad stories but i have a bad story after so that's pretty cool but what i want to touch on first before we get into the bubba interview because i probably have a lot of new listeners thanks to bubba and really appreciate it obviously so just to get a little just of letting people know what i'm all about no, I'm not going to run all my fucking history, whatnot. No, I'm just going to get into it and attack Master P because Master P is my silent producer who I don't let speak and that Richie thinks is fake and is his pokeroo. If you're Canadian and you grew up in the 80s, early 90s, you know who pokeroo is. Hold on, my mouth is dry. And I do that a lot on the show, by the way. I, I, I sip on coffee. Anyways, so I have Master P. Apparently, this man has decided to go crazy crazy on um, social media, to be more exact, Twitter. And are these people following you? They are. Okay. So people are following him and he follows them i would assume because master p is a whore and whoever follows him he follows back so now you know the secret if you want followers follow master p and he'll follow you back but should we go from oldest to newest yeah let's do that let's do that let's go from oldest to newest let me pull this up okay perfect here we are okay so you have like obviously everyone does this and i'm sure you ripped this off of someone because i've seen crystalia do this in the past too so that's not very good. But anyways, the reason why I'm bringing this up is just to see your mindset and to let people know who you exactly are. So he decides to attack, you know, these stupid accounts that have like inspirational quotes and like, here's one, it's called shower thoughts. Okay. So was this the first one? No, I don't know. I'm just going in whatever order he pulled it up in. Okay. So shower thoughts tweeted. 2000 to 2008 felt a hell a lot longer than 2010 to 2018. Well, obviously, time goes slower as you get older. But that's not what Master P said. Master P responded to Shower Thoughts saying, Drugs will do that. So, chalk one up in the drug column, which he talks about. Next. Shower Thoughts tweeted, Everything goes according to plan if you have no plan. And then Master P tweeted, But... By not planning, it means you planned not to have a plan. That doesn't even make sense. Next, this is another Twitter account. It's just called Word. Never get too attached to anyone unless they feel the same way about you. Master P says, or 
read or tweets back hump and dump baby twitter account fact life is better when you're laughing master p at someone else happiness isn't getting what we want but being satisfied with what we have the way to be happy is to be grateful even with the simple blessings we have no master p says so if you have a small penis there's still hope never give up remember it's not what you have but what you do with it is are you trying to say you have a small dick oh richie has a small dick that's right miaka which means earthworm in portuguese if someone really wants to be a part of your life they will seriously make an effort to be in it no reasons no excuses master p responds with dick pics my only goal right now is be genuinely truly happy master p responds so become a porn star hey man not all porn stars are fucking you know living the glamorous life tell me and i forget teach me and i remember involve me and i learn that's a quote from benjamin franklin you know what master p responds back touch my penis and it will come that's a quote by master p so you see a lot of like sexual jokes and penises master p hold up hold up hold up hold up i haven't done this in a long time master p i'm going to premise this before i say it not that there's anything wrong with it but are you gay no how about this are you pansexual because that's apparently a new thing now well not a new thing but the term has come to light since that what is she she's act singer act slash actress i don't remember whatever because everyone thought i don't even know i shouldn't even be talking about it because i have no information on it but anyways pansexual is now a new term for people because obviously we have so many types of i don't even know how to say it without offending anyone so there's so many types of men turning into women women turning into men vice versa this this and that so pansexual means you're into everything every type of human that has a heart and walks i don't know fuck what else can i say okay how many more do you have here man okay let's do a couple more let's get this uh, interview started because i'm sure people want to listen to that and not your fucking retweets but they do get better the first lesson in sex ed well the first lesson in sex ed class should be how much money it costs to care for a child this i totally agree with master p there's nothing worse than someone not knowing how to do this. I thank God I don't have that problem. Nope. It should be how to give a proper blowjob. <laughs> I just gave high feet a high feet? No. I just gave Master P a, a high five from across the, the room. The female breast has become such an object of sex that people scold women in public who use them for their real purpose. Master P? It's more that men are jealous that they're not the ones sucking on it. Hashtag men want milk too. You did a lot here. Okay, I'm going to do one more. Let me find your best one. Fuck, these two are really good. Fuck, those three are good, man. Okay, I'll go with this one and maybe I'll save it for the next episode 
Okay, I'll do these last two. Did you know eating chocolate makes you happy because it contains... This is a long word. Phenylephalamine. Wow, that's way off. Well, it just goes to show. The same hormone, whatever this is, the same hormone the brain triggers when you fall in love. So eating chocolate makes you happy because it contains a hormone that's the same that triggers when you fall in love. Make sense? Okay. Master P responds, no wonder I like eating ass. That has nothing to do... Why? Because shit looks like chocolate? Man... That one's not good. I just saw the response. I thought, this is the best one. And we'll end it at this, and then we'll go into the interview, because I got to go talk to the guys from Got Till 5. Max and Jesse. If you are sad and lonely, remember that there are billions of cells in your body that all give a damn only about you. That is the most raunchiest shit i've ever heard and good for you for responding with this and if you want to see some of those cells just masturbate in the shower and that was master p's tweets maybe i'll have this as a segment if you keep going but i said a lot today maybe i should just save some for another time but anyways so like i was saying we will go into the bubba jenkins interview i've stalled long enough and this is just a little I guess, back and forth that I do with Masterpiece sometimes because it's hard to talk to yourself when there's no one in the room. And shout out to everyone who is able to do that on a podcast, but I need someone here to look at just so I could bounce stuff back and forth. So it is what it is, like one of my co-hosts likes to say, Pedro. All right, I'll be back. Let me go talk to the guys from Gato5. I'll, then I'll plug their shit at the end. Uh, I'll plug my shit again and I'll talk about my niece's wedding. So, thanks to my super producer, Master P, he's managed to get me a very special guest today. He is former collegiate wrestler, 2011 NCAA Division I champion at 157 pounds, current mixed martial artist who fought for Bellator in the featherweight division and currently fights for ACB at lightweight with a record of 15 and 2 all around nice guy animal lover family man mr bubba jenkins <laughs> what's up man what's going on guys what, what, what do you do what do you do uh, shout out to master p uh for reaching out and you know people that were you know on my social media you know told me that you guys were someone I need to holler at, so I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to the people and give them what they want. I'm a, I'm a people's man. Oh, that's nice. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. So obviously, I ran down your credentials. Did, did I miss anything, or did I lie about something, or am I incorrect on any of those things? I'm twelve and four. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm you're a, twelve I'm and a four, real man. So I'm, okay. I'm gonna claim the two losses that um, that you have left off the record. Although I, I can, I can see why you left them off the record. Um, but no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm everything else is pretty correct, man. Like, like you said, I, I do like animals. I, I do like dogs. Uh, definitely a family man, man. I got a, I got a wife and and three children. I just actually had my second son, third child. Oh, congratulations. Um, the, uh, about um, earlier this month, so I appreciate that. And yeah, man, I'm just grinding away. And you now I was a little bit bored with what's going on in the day, so I got on social media, and now I'm here on the podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we won't touch too much on MMA, but obviously it will come up because it is interweaving into your life. But 
I don't know how much you want to touch because I'm sure being Bubba Jenkins and being an NCAA champion, Division One, you went to, first you started off at Penn State, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I was at PSU. I uh, signed there um, full ride scholarship out of high school, um, being one of the top recruits in the country, and that's you know that that's where it all started. And my love for beating the hell out of people was 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 slowly <laughs> being watered there. So, did, were you always into MMA, or did it start off with wrestling first, and you knew you were going to transition into MMA? I would say later in my college career, I started looking for, you know, the things that I would do after, you know, I had uh, done everything I could in wrestling or after I had, you know, figured out, you know, what I was going to be in in the sport of wrestling. So I I started transitioning towards the mindset of like, you know what, I actually, um, you know, I haven't had the the prettiest life of roses. You know, I've I've definitely lived a hard knock life and I haven't really taken many losses on the street. So, you know, might as well put this wrestling, this talent, this athleticism, and these handsome looks to good use. So, uh, <laughs> fighting, I think fighting was, you know, next to modeling, fighting is probably the next best thing for, 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 for my structure. And do you regret still fighting with the knowledge that we know about today, or would you do it still all over again? Oh, man. Do I regret it? No, no, no. I gained a lot of knowledge. Man, I okay. became a man in, in, in this career of Sparta fighting, man, because when I first got out of college, I would still say, you know, I was growing into becoming a man, but as I, you know, the last couple of years, grown a family, had kids, right. all that, in the sport, been in and out of the sport, had agents, fired agents, gotten, I mean, released, gotten this, gotten that. Uh, I don't regret a thing. Um, I definitely learned a lot, but I would definitely be my son's agent, uh, and mm-hmm. I would steer him a, a completely different way than I went. But, gotcha. you know, that's that's good because, you know, I get to actually see that and, and, and give him that insight if he decides that he wants to be, you know, the best fighter of all time or something like that. Yeah, obviously. If, if it's in his heart, who are you to say no? Because it's just going to make him want to do it even more too, right? And then he'll go behind your back. Indeed. And who wants him behind my back fighting when I, if he's in front of me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. With a father like you as a teacher, you can't go wrong. But um, indeed, indeed. for your long-term goals, I've mentioned who you fought for in the past and who you currently fight for is this your goal to just continue with acb do you have something i guess you know the elephant in the room do you ever want to go to the ufc or anything like that or is this good enough you're just doing what you're doing and you're happy with it Man, I'm not with ACB right now. Oh, we did talk shit. about you know, re-upping on the contract. Okay, okay, um, okay. I was with them for the last year. Um, the thing with ACB, I just couldn't get you know a solid understanding of when I was fighting and who I was fighting and where I was fighting. Uh, and that, you know, with my career and where I am, you know, I, I ain't got time for you know the the the, the games that 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 comes with. You know what I mean? That, that's a lot that you have to deal with as you know, professional fighter dealing with a lot of, you know, non-professionalism in, in certain aspects of, um, you know, that field. So that was, it was we are it's still in negotiations and still in talks, but, okay. you know, I, I, you know, everyone knows that the, the main, the main show is the UFC. That's where you want to be. Course. That's, you know, that's ultimate. Although, you know, the PSL is making some noise and yep. obviously Bellator has always got their good foot in the door, but, I feel like, man, I'm one of the best fighters in the world. I've been around the world. I've seen a lot of fighters. I've trained with a lot of fighters. I've, I've rolled with some of the best fighters. I'm in the corner of a lot of the best fighters in the world. Um, Black House is doing amazing things. I mean, I used to train at ATT. I used to train at Kings. I used to train at Black House. 
Um, I mean, I still train at Black House. So, I, I mean, I've been all over it and I, I can honestly say, and, and there's going to be people out there that if you get in the real deep part of MMA, they're going to tell you there isn't five people in MMA that are 145 pounds that can beat me. And that's in any organization, that's across the landscape, that's an ACB, freaking 1FC, <laughs> UFC, Bellator, Pride, Ryzen, whatever organization that's out there now, there aren't five guys that are 145 pounds that can beat me. And uh, I'm willing to put that on the line, I'm willing to say that in front of anyone and to anyone because I know the work that I've been putting in and it's... You know, as of right now, we're free agent and we're just looking to, you know, to keep coaching, keep right. doing what we're doing, keep silent, keep watching the game. But, you know, I am slowly evolving. Every time you guys see me, I'm a new person. So what do you think has happened over the last, you know, since September you've seen me last and I've just been slowly in the gym helping other fighters, you know, achieve their wrestling aspects of the, of the sport. And, you know, we're just growing and, and learning. I haven't had to focus on too many opponents since then. Right. Um, we've had some 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 fights picked, but they've all obviously fallen out. And now we're focusing on you know just getting getting Rafael Daniels the belt over Colby Covington, and nice. uh, you know focusing on some other things like that. But right now I'm just I'm just getting into the point where it's like, all right, I haven't fought in a while, and you know I probably need to make a little noise, and you know, I'm bored with the game <laughs> that it is now. I feel like I can change it and do something to it. So I just had to say something. And I'm glad you didn't go the route that I'm sure you would eventually if the opportunity was presented, but I'm glad you didn't go the route every 145er goes and call out Conor McGregor. No, man, I'm not into, I'm not into the calling the individual personnel. Right. You know, if, if, if I'm calling out the division and you feel some kind of way, well, that shows, one, your sensitivity. Two, it shows your panties. Three, it, it says something about your you. So come see me like if, that. if that's the way you feel. But if you don't feel that I'm talking to you, then that's not a challenge. If, if, if it's my, if it's, if I got a lot of friends in the 145 pound division, I'm talking to 155 pounders as well. You know, everyone yeah. knows that I'm a big 45 pounder and, and one, one hamburger on, on a, on a cheat day, I'll be a 55er in, in a heartbeat and, and be full, be, uh, be a filled 55er. So, right. um, the challenge isn't really to any specific person. I'm not a I'm not a follow the scheme guy. I don't I ain't gonna talk that shit just so I can you know you have to help me get this money. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna do it with grants. I'll let me I'll let me nah I'm not I'm a college graduate. I'm I'm very educated. I'm a father, uh, you know, I, right. I know what I'm doing, know what I'm saying. I've seen these things before. I know what foolish men look like, I know what wise men move like and I'm, I'm caught up in the game where I'm just trying to figure out where's my niche because I'm seeing a lot and I'm not liking a lot. And I feel like without the politics, I can show you guys more, but there's so much politics in it that they're dirtying up the game. How, how is it that so many great fighters are inconsistent? It's because we have inconsistent leaders in organizations. We have inconsistent things that you know may not be as healthy as it can be for Fighters, you know, right. this is the this this is what the sport is built on. The fighters back, and the inconsistencies don't lie with us. The inconsistency lies on the other end of the table, and you know, not only should that be spoken about, but it should be fought for as we're fighting for everything else when it comes to the fighting life. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, well, let's not get too deep into any more fighting because I want to get to know Bubba <laughs> Jenkins, the man, not. Not the fighter, not the promoter, not the the hype man. I want to know 
home, Bubba Jenkins. So, um, I see here that you were born in Germany. Yeah, man, I was born in Frankfurt, Germany. My uh, my mom and my dad moved around a lot. It wasn't that you know they were in the army or anything, but they just happened to want to move to Frankfurt, Germany. My father was a pastor of a, a bunch of churches over there, so that's where I was born, and that's where I spent uh, you know my kindergarten and preschool years. And then you guys, and then you grew up in Virginia Beach. Well, then I moved to I moved around a lot. I guess oh, okay. I moved to Hawaii to hang out oh. a little bit with my mom's family, mom's side of family. Then we moved to Indiana to hang out with my father's side of family while they're still being together. But my my dad was going back and forth between Africa and oh, and sure. where we were being a gold mine. He he would bring gold back and forth. So oh, you know, wow. I dealt with you know having when we were in Germany, having a little bit of money and having a little bit of success and. Right. You know, living a foreign life and not living up in the American culture, and then moving to America. You know, from Germany, I moved to Hawaii, which is obviously you know America, but it's 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 a it's a definitely a scrappier life. You know, we definitely went from having you know a beautiful five bedroom, six bedroom house to living in. You know, my mom and my dad uh, didn't really agree with some things. I was too young to realize what was going on, and right. you know, next thing I know, we're living. Next to my uncle, um, in a you know, in a an apartment in Hawaii, and no. I'm young, and all I care about is the fact that it's nice out, and I want to go to the beach every day with my cousins, <laughs> my new cousins that I just found out, you know. So right, right. this is a new life for me. Then I, I grew up, you know, wanting to always fight and wanting to always wrestle. And, you know, me and my cousins always tussled, and you know, where I'm one. My mom was one of nine. Mm-hmm. And my dad was one of eleven, oh, sure. so I have massive family as far as cousins. <laughs> my mom and my dad are the only ones with three or less children. Everyone has three or more children. So wow. I mean, I have a ton, I have a ton of first cousins and, and things like that. So I mean, it was it was nothing. And my family, my dad grew up in wrestling. My grandpa's uncles, you know, people like that. I'm you know I'm generational in the wrestling community. So okay, you gotcha. know. It was no thing to be wrestling with my cousins, to be wrestling with my family, and to be wrestling with uncles. So, you know, that came naturally when I started to get around, you know, my cousins in Indiana and in Virginia. So that's when my my sporting attributes started to blossom, and I became a really good wrestler in Virginia. Nice. And then I said, I already mentioned you went to Penn State, and you went to Arizona State. How How crazy was it being who you were? noticeable on campus and being the man and still having to do and train and study and do all that like just to put in perspective what can you compare it to um uh, man it, it, it was very hard to compare because like when you get traded like an nba you don't have to deal with you know the people whispering the schools being young still immature right. your parents uh, everything being so unsure when you get traded and stuff like that in the nba yeah, you change teams, you, you got to move your home, but you, your bank account's got millions in it. So it's like, oh, yeah, this sucks. You got to move from uh, Miami to Milwaukee. But, I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, when you, if you don't want to be here, you take a private jet to the next beautiful place, and that's that. But when you're you're in high school and everything's so uncertain and, you're, you know, you're getting released and everything, the way that I had to get from Penn State to Arizona State mm-hmm. is nothing nothing but the glory of God and nothing but praise to him of how it got done because, I mean, there were strings that had to be pulled, there were things that had to be signed, there were petitions that had to be voted for, and there were a lot that had to be done. So, right. um, I, I felt like I had a lot riding on me to get that, get to Arizona State and get the gold and win the championship. And, and that's what the most focus was on. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing to compare to because, like, you know, 
I was I was the new kid on campus, but I was also like they rolled out the red carpet for me. You know, Arizona State was like, you know, you come here as a national finalist, you come here as a well-established, already um, mean mug wrestler that we know can be great. If you come here as that, you know, you're going to be on every poster, you're going to be with Anthony Robles doing every interview with every kid, shaking every hand, you know. Right signing every autograph and you know that was what it was it was a beautiful thing how Arizona State just took me in as one of their own although they knew that for four years I had been bleeding blue and white gotcha so then after once you knew you were going to make the jump to MMA what if it didn't happen what if well obviously you knew it was you were going to be good but what if you went in there and you just stunk the shit up like no one's ever stunk it before and you gave up what would have been your second path or did you even have one well, um, <laughs> funny thing you say that I, I lost my first match. Uh, or oh, maybe right. my second match there. I, I actually uh, I, I cut weight wrong. It had been a long time since I had wrestled, and you know, going out there, I, I had not gotten used to you know the party scene that Arizona State was yet, and you know, right. things were definitely like. Whoa, oh, the season's here? Oh, shit, I gotta get ready. Oh, this is what I came to do. Oh, oh, yeah, I oh, man, I forgot. Let me, you know, it was like, you know, like I said, I was still young and handsome and a new man in a new school with them rolling out the red carpet for me. So, you know, if you know, you go from Twin State being bundled in the cold and the snow oh. to going to Arizona State to where there's night pool parties, uh, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, a, the, the cannabis was a little bit better wet anyway, so, you know, <laughs> nice. it was, my focus was a little bit off, as you can see, but right. it was a crazy summer of having that, you know, hammer the school books, hammer, hammer down on, on knowledge and hammer down on getting my, um, credits mm-hmm. up to par because Arizona State didn't accept uh, a number of my Penn State credits, so oh, wow. the summer was packed with packed with crazy amounts of me doing a lot of work so I kind of let my hair down as soon as the summer ended you know although I was training I kind of let my hair down in the in the focus as far as like my weight and my diet and my discipline as far as when I was going to sleep and when I was getting in and when I was intaking and you know so things like that flipped so in the early part of my Arizona State career I, I didn't I was a little bit rocky, and then, you know, obviously, when I stripped in the shape, that I was like, okay, this is how I got to handle this, this is the champion that I am, and everyone that did what they had to do to get me here, I got to right. definitely put on for them, so I shipped up, I shaped up, and, you know, I came through, and, and, and came through with a ring, but uh, initially, it was rocky, and my second path, man, I could have been a motivational, I, I mean, I can motivational speak anything, um, I actually got in trouble one time, a teacher told me to write an outline and do a speech on a shoestring, and I had forgotten completely about doing the outline, the speech, and everything, and everyone had to get up and do this, you know, 15 minutes, uh, obviously on a, a motivation, not a motivational, it was a public speaking class, right. and I forgot my outline, I forgot that I even had to do it, and I got up there, and I, I basically gave a 15 minute speech on a, on a shoestring that the class applauded, everyone loved it. You know, everyone thought about shoestrings very differently after I got done, and simply because I, I could just, you know, I could bluff it, fluff it, I could think of things on the spot randomly, I, I got a fast, um, witty mind, so the teacher was obviously upset, <laughs> but, you know, I obviously didn't do well on the grade, but the, the, the speech was amazing, and, you know, that's something that I had been gifted with, to get the gab, and, right. you know, I think something along talking, analyzing the sport, you know, when I'm at home with my boys, we watching the fights, I'm commentating the fights. Um, better and more funny and more hilariously than you know the guys are actually doing. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I'm not politically correct, but of um, I mean I can I can easily put on a suit 
on the mic and get on the organizational path and, and start commentating for the fights because you know there's a different look to uh, what's going on out there as far as the, the youth and the right. movement that people are looking towards and, and there's not a lot of redhead rugged looking guys <laughs> on TV that are actually educated and can talk about the sports that you know they have competed in and, and watched all their lives right exactly well you just said it sports what other sports are you into other than combat sports well, I had scholarships for football, man. Oh. I was a really good football player nice. back in high school. Yeah, man, I grew up with a lot of really... I mean, I'm from Virginia, the athlete factory. And right. I, mean, I grew up with a lot of the best football players I could always name drop, but, you know, that's something cliche. And something <laughs> that we, we ain't going to do here. We ain't no, no, about no, to no. But, I mean, <laughs> I know some players in the game is what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, man, I used to play football, but I, I feel like that was... An inch too short, a pound too small, uh, you know, a step too slow to uh, right. really, really make an impact at the next level. I could have done well in college, but as far as, like, pro aspirations, I would have to, you know, increase in speed and, 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 and size. And I wouldn't have to have done that in wrestling. So, you know, it's, exactly. I was one of the best in college. I mean, I was one of the best coming out of high school and we had top recruits for wrestling. And I, had, I didn't have that many choices Right, so who, who's your team? Who, who who do you cheer for? NFL team. I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, oh. and really, no one no one really can say much about it because you can't really hate. You can't really be like, oh yeah, because I'm not a Dallas fan, which is obviously what what most people are. And you know, I'm I'm sure somewhere along the lines, people are gonna say Boston Patriots, something like that. I, I just New England ain't, ain't ain't my flow. A Steelers thing ain't my flow. Those are all cliches. 49ers is the 80s thing. Right. I, I'm just I'm my own guy. So Tampa Bay is like I'm standing over here every now and then. We're winning the championship, but you know we we ain't doing too much, but too but too little. See that's I'm a underdog guy. See, that's the same thing for me, because I don't know if you know, I'm calling you from Toronto, and I, I'm in Toronto, so we don't have the NFL, obviously, we have the cheesy CFL, but people in Toronto really don't pay attention to the CFL, it's more the people outside the city, right? So we tend to gravitate more towards NFL, so the closest city to Toronto is Buffalo, so everyone is a Bills fan, but unfortunately, unfor- I'm not, and again, I can poke fun at you for being a Buccaneers fan, because my team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So I'm one of the few that nice. I could actually talk shit. <laughs> nice. Awesome. No, you you uh you just got the ring and y'all just did a really good draft. I feel like, you know, you and the England I mean the two people that were in the Super Bowl, I feel like there were the two people that won the draft this right. year. You guys got some good pickups, man. And I've been so busy with the newborn and uh, coaching and left and right, I don't even know who Tampa Bay picked up, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> really like, out of the loop. Um, last year was a disappointment. I need Jameis to do better, but like, right. you know, this, this, he got one more year to let me know, like, all right, is we going to do it or is we not going to do it? Because I was hoping they would have picked up Lamar Jackson or something and, yeah, know, and, right? and moved in a different route. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what about since you're an amateur wrestler, are you into pro wrestling? I got some friends in pro wrestling. One of my oh. boys that I wrestle with at Arizona State, he's um, he's uh, actually he's, he 
he was an All-American with me the year that I won it in 2011. His name is Levi Cooper, and I think into pro wrestling, he's on the like the that mid-range level. Um, he just got back from Abu Dhabi, and he uh, what's his fight name? Todd uh, Tucker Knight is his. his oh uh, yes, uh, I know who he is. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him on TV. Yeah, that's my boy. I was one of his best men at, oh, his, wow. at his wedding. And, yeah, he, he, Tucker Knight, he wrestled with me at Arizona State, and right. his wife actually was um, on the Arizona State Well, exactly. Uh, and people are probably saying on the other side of the mic, like, oh, yeah, what about Brock Lesnar? Well, Brock Lesnar had to pay his dues to get where he is now in order to make literally, what is it, $1.5 million per appearance or whatever the fuck he makes. So for him to get to that status, he broke his ass to get there. You can't, you can't say what about Brock Lesnar. Um, and he's a freak of nature. The numbers that Brock Lesnar is getting, like, yeah. you know what, you can't <laughs> to have the same mindset when they get paid the first number they got that Brock Lesnar got paid. Right. The first time they see a Brock Lesnar type number, they ain't even saying what they were saying. They ain't on the morals. They ain't on the ethics. They ain't on the what about Brock. They like, oh, oh okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do exactly what Brock <laughs> I know, exactly. But again, he is a freak of nature and he's one of those, I guess, one percenter athletes, right? But um, would you watch him fight again in the UFC? With all the rumors going around that he has one more fight on his deal or whatnot? No, I'm not. I'm not a Brock fan. I'm not a. Not even if he fights nah, Jones. Nah, that fight. I mean, that fight would be a circus, right? Be weird. I, yeah, it'd be circusy. It'd be watch. I mean, it'd be fun to watch. But it, I think Jones would have to like make it fun. You know what I mean? He would have to like well, wrestle yeah. and like make it like a scrap because like. He's too easy to hit. He's too easy to move around. Like it would be like Jones fighting a massive boulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just—he's just, too slow. He's too robotic. He's not athletic yeah. enough. He's too thick. Like that would be stupid. You know? It's like he's—he's—he's he's, he's really he's fighting a robot in in the ring that's you know covered in skin and is just moving around like robot. And Jones would just be circling around it, kneeing it, cutting it up with elbows, and that. I mean, a real fighter knows that that shit is ugly, but right. the outside world is like, oh, Brock Lesnar would grab yeah. him and rip his head off. Shut your ass. Shut, shut up. Shut the hell up. Okay? That's what we're doing. Shut up. Uh, that, ain't, that ain't making no kind of sense in the real world life. You know I mean, us gladiators right. know that you can't just randomly do that. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, 
But would you rather watch him fight, I guess, the winner of Cormier Stipe then, instead of fighting Jones? If you had a choice. Well, then the only reason why the only reason why the Jones versus um, uh, the only reason why the Jones versus Lesnar fight is exciting because Jones would have to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so gotcha. Insight. Well, okay. What else does? I'm saying, I'm saying, what I'm saying is Brock Lesnar is not a fighter. Well, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's good for the for the for the show. It's good for the money. It's good for all that stuff. But like, as far as like real fight fans and real fighters know, yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar ain't no real fighter. Check, check, check his training camp. Check his resume. They won't even allow you to hit him in his face. Stop playing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. Fine. On that note, what else does Bubba Jenkins like to do in his free time? What are you? Do you play video games? Do you? I don't know. Are, are are you a troll on Twitter? Are you a comedian part time? Like, what goes on in in the life of Bubba Jenkins? <laughs> I'm definitely not a troll on Twitter, but I definitely will. <laughs> I will respond to people who talk trash. Like, I, nice. That is one thing. I, I'm I am definitely petty, and I'm not a comedian, but I'll definitely be witty, and I'll definitely like I will scissor the hell out of you with my tongue and my <laughs> and my thumb. If you if you if you're trying to like come at me sideways as far as like my family or as far as my my like I know oh, of like course. you know people are, like it's fun and I have a good time with it and like a lot of times I won't get like butt hurt a lot of times right. people are like oh oh you hopped up off your couch you your little fat ass to, to come say something with me that's your little Cheeto eating fingers hands off to say something to me okay I got time today I got time for you and and that's right. how I feel like I. If, if I'm going to be snapping back at people, it's it's really a fun thing. I really, I really, it's almost like 0.1% of the time where I actually will respond where I'm like, yo, yeah, that was that shit was out of line. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually trying to find out where this motherfucker live at. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, but for the most part, man, I'm pretty just chill. I'm down to earth and. You know, I can't, I can't complain about my life, man. Like I said, I have two sons. I got a daughter in between. My first was a boy. I had a girl, and now she'll never have a, a husband. So I'm pretty happy about that. Right. Uh, I'm happily, I'm happily married, man. Like you know, there's everybody in the game. You know, this world has a, has a world system of like, oh, you want all the girls, you want this, you want that, man. Right. Um, I'm young. I'm handsome. I'm on my way to get. <laughs> And I'm happily, happily married. Like, you know, we have three beautiful children that, you know, are all, you know, under the same roof and we'll be raised right. together. And, you know, I'm yep. a strong believer in, in, in Jesus Christ and I'm a Christian. I put that out there. People who follow me on social media, they know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I cuss every now and then. And, you know, I, I, God is still doing a new work in me. And every now and then, you know, the green, the green salad that he has put on this green earth that some of the birds eat every now and then. Right. Sometimes you can eat some appetite. Every now and then, I, I, I partake in some of these salads and, and, and good God greens. But other than that, man, I'm just a good dude who just wants to fight and, and prove to the people out there who know that I'm a really good fighter, that I can be one of the best ever, um, that, you know, this is what I do it for. I do it for the people. I don't really do it for the checks. It's not about right. the money. I, I, I really... 
I really is. I'm about to start taking pay cuts just to get to the big show, just so I can mm-hmm. show people like, listen, I've been telling y'all that like I've been coming, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure they know you're coming, but like you said, it's the politics. No, see the problem. I rant with this problem all the time on my show, and I fucking hate it. How the world works today, where the good people who voice their opinion, like you, you go to school, right? What does everyone teach you to be? Voice your opinion. Do what you can. Be who you want to be. Then when you grow up and you voice your opinion and you want to be who you want to be, people shut you down for it. So it's like, what the fuck? You you raise me one way, and then when I am an adult and now I'm speaking my mind, you can't take it. So now you push me down. And it's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, that's a little bit of like the things that I've been running into. And it's not, I've never been a uh, the man basher. Oh, fuck right. the man. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know being a white can't do this. I've never been <laughs> that guy. You can't, you can't see, you won't find me publicly bashing anybody like names perfect per- personally right. I, I won't attack anyone publicly um they have always pushed me to try to call people out behind uh, the scenes yeah, people yeah. always try to get me to have played if you got a good mouth you got witty you can talk trash we want you to play and back this you know when conor mcgregor was doing his thing this is like you know you can do the conor mcgregor and i'm like bro i'm not <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm real. Like even though like Connor's gone a little crazy, Connor's real. You know <laughs> Thank I mean? you. Connor, yes, like, that's him. Like, like he, you know, he got a little money on him, and like, but when he was talking that trash, when he was swapping that swag, when he was confidently doing what he was doing, he he was real. Well, yeah. nobody's gonna touch that man, and that was a, a, that. Like he believed that, he saw that, and that became his reality. Now yeah. he got a little bread, he got a little confidence, and, and that kind of you know whatever. But in the fight world, as far as in that cage, as far as when you put that animal inside the cage, my man is real. So you you have to say what you want. You get I, I I'm not gonna test that man's character. I, I don't judge that man. I don't know what's in his soul or in his heart, but I or in his bank account because he talk about that. But I do know yeah. what's in his fight game. And, and I see that that man is real. He need he need to help me. He, he need to call me so I can help him uh, prepare for Khabib. But other than that, <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't trying to be a Conor McGregor. What I see right. Kobe doing, what I see Kobe Covington doing is whack. Not because he's doing a whack ass, lame ass version of Conor McGregor or a whack ass, funky ass, <laughs> poor man's version of Chael Sonnen. Yep. But because it's fake as fuck. That's what no one likes. Mm. No one likes the fact that it's fake. Like, yeah, he can say what he wants about these countries, and this, but he don't truly like. He is is whack. I know. I know where he's come from. I know right. where he's been. I, I know him from the past, so I know how fake it is. So to like that, that just makes it more evident that you're weak. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't put on this, I don't put on this persona of the game wanting me to like. You know, use my mouthpiece to like do the whole put on and, and talk myself into a belt. I let my hands talk for me, my whip talk for me, my <laughs> fist talk for me. Bow, what up, homie? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what it is. No, 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 no. That's how it has to be, right? You have to be. Now, I understand being a little extension of yourself because obviously you can't be the Bubba Jenkins that you are when you're out in public, when you're home with chilling with your kids or you're on your downtime or else then you'd fucking drive yourself crazy. But at the same time, you can't fork too far away from the path of who you are because then like, even like myself as a fan, you could so see that that's not the real Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? But again, it got him to where it's at. So obviously he's doing something good in the boss's eyes. So whatever. Yeah, but what's that? Like, but what's that? 
work. I know, I'm right? I'm a, man of, I'm a man of substance. Like, gotcha. like, what are you getting out of, like, okay, you get a couple commas, a couple checks, but like, at the yeah. end of the day, when you old, nobody gonna fuck with you, and you're gonna be old sitting on a whole stack of, uh, uh, not, 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 not money, he gonna be sitting on a whole stack of paper. Yep. You know, it's gonna be worth nothing, you can't do nothing, you can't spend it with nobody, you got no one to love you, you got no, Thank at the you, top, yeah. man, when you get to the top, it's the, it, it only holds a few seats for the people you love, and <laughs> it's lonely up there, my man, it's lonely up there, and yeah, you can have the paper to keep you warm, but eventually you're gonna have to burn that shit to get the fire going. Yeah, exa exactly, or you burn it all too quickly, and then everyone goes around, and it's true what they say, your rep lasts forever, but money burns quickly, right, so... It, Absolutely. it is what I, it is. I, I won't talk about the dollar bill. It's only green paper, my man. It's only green paper. I know where my my uh, my true treasures lie, and that's where my heart is. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of your treasures, you, you do you want any more kids? Are you planning to have a baseball team, or is three enough for you? <laughs> we done, man. Oh, you're done. Uh, okay. I, I I put the jersey up, man. Listen, I had a good run. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely Hall of Famer, my man. Like I was in the game hard, my man. I had, I got stats. I got stats. I'm type of stats. Like I was a Hall of Famer. I'm hanging the jersey up. Three times Father Champion. Three time undisputed. Three time, three time nut finisher. Like I'm, I'm the man around here, and my jersey is up. But three is enough. At two, I was like, okay, this is getting, all right, but I do need another boy because I need my boys to train together and I gotcha. can, you know, use them to, to protect my daughter and all this good stuff. So, you know, right. having two boys is always, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good legacy, you know, all that good stuff. So sure. I got my two boys. I got my beautiful little princess and, and my daughter, Jade, and we are done. Um, they're all under four. My boy, my oldest oh, wow. just turned four, April 26th. Right. Um, and my youngest just turned one day old, April second. So my my daughter is sixteen months. So there, I mean, my daughter's coming out of diapers. Obviously, my son, my youngest son, is just now coming into the world. So we're just right. starting over. But by the time we forty eight, I'm gonna be skinny, dipping with my wife in Jamaica. Uh, uh, not worried about nothing, man. It's gonna well, be a beautiful thing, and I'm gonna, and it's gonna be hard, you know, in the first couple of years. Well, yeah, but of obviously, course. like. The later life is going to be beautiful. Seeing them come up together, they're going to be close. They're going to, you know, have a nice knit of family close to their yeah. age. That that's can, important. You know, trust them long. It's going to be beautiful, man. I'm happy about it. No, that's very smart because, unfortunately, I was the mistake of the family. So my siblings are 11 and 9 years older than me, and I have literally no, <laughs> no relationship with them. They're like, I probably have a better relationship with you talking the past 40 minutes than I do with my siblings. Put it that way. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's good to I have them like together. That. And we wanted to keep them close. You know? Yeah. Of course, wifey was like, give my body a break, give my body a break. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she wasn't giving my body a break. So oh. we ended up having three kids back to back to back. And right. now we done. We done for sure. We making sure we done now. <laughs> so it's uh, we, we, we are happy. We have... We have uh, counseled out three ugly children because we have now given the world three beautiful children. Nice. And we have done our, our cost to society to combat one ugly child at a time. And, <laughs> and that's what we want. We're just, we're just trying to do what we can for society. See, but you guys are lucky because you know what they say. Usually, well, maybe it's only here in Canada because of the water, but I don't know. But usually two good-looking people make ugly babies and two ugly people make beautiful babies. So you guys lucked out. Well, they do say that. They do say that. But they also say a lot of crazy other shit that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, uh, so in that factor, check 
my Instagram, check the looks of my wife, check the look of my kids, and tell me if that saying is correct. <laughs> exactly. That's why you, you guys were lucky. Okay, so you, I don't know if you ended up answering. <laughs> I don't think so. Are you a gamer? Do you play video games at all? No, man. I, I, I used to game only because I was looking into the esports part of it and the sponsors oh, part of it. And, like, okay. I don't, I don't like, I don't mind, uh, like sitting around watching people game. Like I actually, back in college, I used to come through and, you know, uh, kick eat a couple brownies with my boys and, uh, <laughs> watch them play video games for hours on end. And, gotcha. and I would like, hey, go, go over here, pick that up. Hey man, back up, back up. You don't got that. I watch this guy, watch that guy. You know, I'm that guy. But as far as like holding the sticks, I, I move my head around too much. I'm like looking up at the sky, but looking through like the bottom of my eyelids, trying right. to watch the TV. Like it, it gets too, it gets too much for me. So like, I love watching it. It's fun. Um, I don't turn it on TV and watch it like on like TBS or something like that. Oh yeah, but, yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> but, uh but no, it, I, I don't mind gaming in the esports. Well, I actually went to TwitchCon because I was sponsored oh. by Turtle Beach. Nice. Um, I was sponsored by Turtle Beach, and it was, I still got a good connection with Turtle Beach and those people. Shout out to the Turtle Beach crew, but um, they uh, they brought me out to TwitchCon. That was out in San Diego, and I thought it was really cool. And you know, they had a lot of new games and stuff like that. So later in life, when you know it gets more serious, and I can actually use gaming to either correct my children in in sports. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, you know, as if, if my son becomes a quarterback, I can put, like, a little helmet on him, and he can see his plays, and he can run. You know, he, if we if I can spend some money to, like, make my kid's future athlete phenomenon, then, right. you know, that, the game obviously has its, its benefits because, you know, I think outside the box, and I'm not just about to have these kids out here, you know, lifting weights that everyone lifted because everyone's done it forever. You know, we we got to be on some new stuff. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, that's the thing. People just think the old school, like, and that's the other thing I always ran on to, thinking outside the box. It's like, when the first few people think outside the box, no one gives a shit. But as soon as the people start seeing more and more, that's when the sh- the herd of sheeps come a- along, and then the wolf is chasing them from behind, and now you have to do this, and then it repeats itself again. It seems like we never learn from our fucking mistakes from the past, and... Why can't, like even in mixed martial arts, I'm sure you go through this yourself. Just because your teacher taught you one way doesn't mean you need to pass it down to your students another way. You add your own thing and move on and that's how it keeps progressing or else we'd still be in the Tank Abbott days of UFC, you know what I mean? Absolutely. The thing about it, shout out to Tank Tank Abbott. (laughs) 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 I I ran into him not too long ago out here, but uh, anyways, there is no progression in having my son be who I was. Right. Or who I am. There's only progression in having my son be eclipsing me. The only progression is to teach my son the best things that I know and to have him avoid the pitfalls that I have experienced, therefore mm-hmm. making him a greater version of myself. Nonetheless, yes. great. That's that. No, it's true because most, like, I don't understand parents also that want to hold their kids down and not have them. Isn't the whole point of having kids is like you just said? To be, have a better version of yourself, but yeah, I don't know. Some, some, some. The the good ones. You, you'd be surprised at the ones that that, that don't. Oh, don't worry. I, I have a couple of those, but uh, I digress, as they say. Anyways, um, you've mentioned a few times that you like to dabble in the so-called cannabis area. Me, yeah. in Tor- Okay, obviously now it's legal in California. How the fuck is that? Going now, like, just as if you want to go for a beer down the street, you could go to a dispensary and grab whatever you want. 
That's you go to the country, put your ID, and they, you go in. And I mean, allegedly, and I, I'm, I'm telling from a friend's perspective. Of course, my you boy are. told me that this is what you can do. You know, they say they this is what they say now. You can go and get your ID, and apparently, once you they check your ID, right. then you can go in. Uh, you know, and apparently what they were saying, what my boy told me allegedly yeah. is that like you buy it there, you walk out, they tax you a little bit because it's, you know, it's, it's funded okay, yeah. now by the gun. Yeah. And allegedly, apparently my boy told me that like, you know, you can walk out, you can walk up to you and be like, hey man, this is where I went. Apparently, allegedly my boy told me that like, you'd be good. Oh, that's cool. Because here in Toronto, well, on all of Canada, it's going to be legalized now. Come, I guess it's either July or August. Just still hashing out the details, but uh, it's just—it's gonna be wild. It's because I don't know, because uh, a lot of people I don't know. Actually, if... I had a friend. Um, I had a friend actually in in uh, Ontario, right? Um, and, and he he told me allegedly, apparently that like you guys actually have some good smoke out there, and you know, apparently, totally allegedly that like you know it's actually you know it's good. So that's shout out to you guys for having that. Well, I'll say that Master P has told me as well that it's it's good stuff too. So d- don't worry, it, it is very good. Well, we have we have the West Coast with BC, right? So that's where all the good shit comes from. But other than that, yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be weird because like I didn't even put it into perspective because here, obviously during like the holidays and and the birthdays, when you want to buy your boy something, you go out, you buy a nice bottle of scotch or something. Now I could walk down to the local weed store and buy a few grams of weed instead and give it to that as a birthday gift. It's, that just, like, boggles my mind. Absolutely. Happy birthday to that person. A friend with weed is a friend, friend indeed. indeed. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so how does, okay, being an ignorant fan, how does it work with the testing in MMA? So when are you in a pool and... When you're legible, you can't do certain stuff and you can't ingest certain supplements and stuff like that. Is that how it actually works? Or is it just random or, or is it before a fight or after a fight? Well, me being a smart man and being on the side of the athletes and loving the fans as much as I love the fans, I also love my intake of my recovery as much as privacy as I would like it. So uh, okay. that being said, only a fool tells all that he knows. Of and course. there are obviously the smart ways to be about it. You obviously can't, like, you know, smoke seven blunts, you know, <laughs> during the walkout song and, you know, go go fight somebody. Right. You know, but, no one, I don't think anyone would, I mean, there are probably some people that would want to do that, but, you know, it just would be smart and it's not good for, you know, as, as the world and as America and their main markets are learning about the cannabis industry, yep. um, they want to stay away from the harshness of um, seeing it so evidently, evidently and disrespectfully um, in the eye. But I think, you know, with more education and with years to come, mm-hmm. I think, me personally, it, it, it only helps. You need to take out the fact that you can't have it altogether because... You know, with CTE and later discoveries of what we're going to discover. I mean, we yeah. you guys realize. I mean, everyone realizes that you know football's been around, so they talk about CTE. Boxing's been around, so they talk about CTE. Right. MMA has not been around that long, so when we start talking about the guys who are tearing CTE, and we had cannabis all along, and the only reason why we took out cannabis is because we can follow other leagues when <laughs> we don't really follow other leagues when it comes to anything else. Like it's, it's 
sounds sounds after nine, after ten, after twelve. <laughs> I like that. It's true. So I guess you're under the full belief that in all sports, weed should be legalized. Like it should not count towards you being penalized. It should be just like as if you want to go out for a beer. At all, it should not be. It should not be illegal at all. Every sport should cancel out the banning and the suspending and disciplining of the cannabis in systems and in locker rooms. And obviously, <laughs> it's not smart to smoke up a locker room or smoke up obviously, a gym yeah. or smoke up an event. But as far as like knocking on my house and testing me, knocking on my door and testing me for, you know, me recovering after I just had sparring with some of the best fighters in the world, uh, that, that shit ain't gonna fly for me. So was that like the most inconvenient time or was there an even worse inconvenient time that they bothered you? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm not in the UFC so far, so you sound don't like. Oh, so be banging. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. Organizations, you just show up to the event, and you know they take blood tests and some take piss tests, some do different things. But I ain't been in all organizations, and some organizations protect other fighters and whatever. But what I'm saying is, the game is so weird as far as like marijuana goes. Test for the real shit. Don't be testing for plants. (laughs) <laughs> thank you right <laughs> it's so true so what are you going to test for next time I fucking eat a salad too like what the fuck is this it's, exactly it's so right. fucking true man no I, I, I'm on the same board as you but again my parent, like from my generation we're cool with it obviously too but my parents generation they still consider marijuana and cannabis to be like fucking smoking crack like that's the problem and until they get that out of their minds yeah. and until this generation accepts it I guess we're always going to have these problems right Thank you. They also thought black people were animals back in the day. And yeah. now, you know, they see that we can run some of the biggest countries in the world. Of course. Of so, course. No, that's true. Once you gain more knowledge, if you're ignorant, you're ignorant. And I can't help that. <laughs> I don't even feel bad for you. Once you're ignorant, it's like, I, you know, there's nothing I can even comment about or opinionate about. It's true. One of my favorite sayings is you can't fix stupid, so just let it be. <laughs> and then you move on. That's it. So you got you got anything to plug? Uh, what, what are you up to nowadays? Anything special? Anything oh, upcoming? You know, you know, I'm just sitting on the sideline, man, watching all these 45ers, 45ers, you know. Like, like the great St. Pierre said, I am not impressed with their performance. <laughs> um, it, is, it is not what we have been have been expecting um i thought that when i first got into the game that by now the game would have changed and evolved until to the point where it's like going to be you know more of like what john jones was doing and more of like what some of these other guys are doing you see some of the guys doing the next generational stuff right and you see some of these guys not doing that now Shout out to Max Holloway. Shout out to Frankie Edgar. Shout yeah. out to Ortega. Shout out to the guys that are like, you know who I'm talking about, the upper echelon. And I'm yeah. not saying that like, oh, those are the guys above me. I'm saying those are the guys that I'm like are doing it right. And I would love to see those guys. But I'm saying for these people that are saying, oh, 145 is stacked. We ain't got room. Or, you know, this is bad. Bro, tell them to come see me. If they think that, uh, line them up. All I'm saying is line them up. That's the only thing I got to plug, man. I'm tired of 
I'm just seeing the game being the way it is. I don't watch fights anymore because it's hard to watch. <laughs> right. So I'm basically I'm basically at the dealer table. I'm at the table saying, "Yeah, dealer, tag me in." I'm collecting my cards, <laughs> but I have not, I have I'm collecting them. Everyone's put their cards on the table. I'm just steadily collecting my cards just yet, and I'm put, I'm about to put them in order. I'm about to play my cards, and the game's gonna change for for the divisions. No, that's cool. That's cool to hear. What about Twitter, Instagram game? Like you said, you like to call people out. I am uh, Bubba underscore Jenkins on Instagram. I'm Bubba Jenkins MMA on Twitter. And I am not hard to find at all. Bubba Jenkins everything. If you search for me, you can find me because, like, you know, I'm very down to earth. You send me a message. You send me a tweet. You talk that trash. I'm going to talk that trash. So... You know, it's it's all love when I come from. I you know, with love have I drawn these says the word and you know, I'm one who believes in that and I'm all about that, even though some people try to try me, they push me, but I'm out here, man. We doing the big things. Okay. I have one segment on my show that I like to do and because you're on, I thought this would be a bit fun. I usually have dumb laws around the world and since you're from Virginia, I pulled up some dumb laws that were founded in Virginia and let me know if you care to discuss if you're breaking any of these dumb laws. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, definitely, I know of that there is a dumb law that, like, oral fellatio is, is like, outlawed in Virginia. Is that true? Is okay. That, is that in there? Yeah. It's, you may not have oral or anal sex in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, I have broken that law. Only reason why I know that, you know, and that's funny. Only reason why I know that law is because I actually got expelled my senior year in high school. Fuck and off. they had brought that they had brought that law up in court. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Holy shit. Okay, well here's another one. I'm sure you if you've broken that law, you've broken this law. If one is not married, it is illegal for him to have sexual relations. Like, what the? Man, I broke that law <laughs> Yeah, uh, they gonna have to, I owe them some money, some time, some, <laughs> I am a fugitive of the law in Virginia, that is for sure. I think, you, like, you guys are fucking tight asses there. Here's another one. It's, it's the Commonwealth, man. That nine presidents coming uh, from there, boy. They don't play that. that, that hey, listen, hey, you better stay in line out there, boy. <laughs> you, that's that. I'm sure you have, my friend. Here's here's the other two. It is illegal to tickle a woman. So I'm sure you've done that, probably. <laughs> I don't really... Uh, well, I could have broke all those laws at one time. Uh, okay, what's the other one? And the last one. Not only is it illegal to have sex with the lights on, one may not have sex in any position other than missionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one time, at one time, yes. Oh shit. That is pretty crazy. I didn't, man. Man, you were about to. So I was like, and it's illegal to like have police. No, it's illegal to be with another person in Virginia. It's illegal to just care for someone else in Virginia. 
That's fucked up. They should just put that you're only allowed to procreate in the missionary position, and that that covers all every other law, and that's it. Yeah, that is probably, like, I don't think any of these people have been on internet and seen what porn is actually about nowadays. I think they'd have heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Anyways, you have anything else? We're good? Did you have a good time? We're good, man. We're good. I appreciate the interview. I appreciate the time. That was pretty awesome. I got to get my morning off. I was getting dressed, ready to go to this workout, and I appreciate you giving, you know, the time to, to listen to me vent a little bit and talk to the world. Oh no, it's my pleasure for having you on, obviously. You're 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 Bubba Jenkins. You're like I said, NCAA fucking division one champion. So <laughs> it's all love, man. I appreciate you guys. And make sure you tag me. I wanna definitely put put the uh interview out there and you know, put you guys on as well as you know, show the show the show the podcast. Oh, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. This will be dropping uh Saturday, so I'll I'll tag you for sure and we'll go from there. All right, thanks a lot, brother. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. And I'm back from talking with the guys from Gato 5, and you guys are still here from listening to Bubba Jenkins' interview. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. At the beginning, I fucked up a bit. I know, I don't know why I said 15 and 2. I knew the man's record was 15 and 4, but uh, the contract dispute, I don't know about that. So that's that's my bad. The other one, I don't know why I fucked up, but whatever. It is what it is. You guys know how the podcast works. I let it out. I'm only human. I fuck up like everyone else. No one's perfect. And that's what makes the show the show, right? And also, you guys just heard the, that promo clip for live stream for The Cure. I'll be on May 20th. You could watch it. Now I finally figured out, I got some details. You could watch it on Twitch or on YouTube. Just follow or go to livestreamforthecure.com for all the nice details there. I am on May 20th at 4 p.m. And I will be discussing one of my favorite movies or my favorite movie of all time, The Goonies, and how cancer has affected my life. So go to livestreamforthecure.com, donate there, or you could donate to myself via PayPal to the podcast DAP at gmail.com just put in the notes that it's for uh cancer research or for live stream for the cure or else then i will pocket it because i'm probably going to think that you're being nice and you're just giving me a nice tip for listening to me every week so uh, another thing also make sure to watch the dos angels fight on june 9th on pay-per-view <clears throat> it'll be ufc 229 dos angels versus kobe covington rafael dos angels versus kobe covington he'll be fighting for the intern no current 155 belt and they are the co-main so make sure to watch that because bubba is in dos angels corner and uh, yeah that's about it so like i said at the top i went to my niece's wedding so let me preface this uh my wife was the matron of honor 
and I was the man of honor. And my nephew now is picked his uncle to be his best man. So there was like, I guess, three people who were, I guess, in charge of the bridal party or whatever you want to say, right? Whatever. But just to put into premise, the reason why I am the man of honor, I even said it during my speech, was that at one point my niece was like a sibling to me. She was like a daughter to me. She was like a best friend to me. She was pretty much every role you could play, she was to me. So that's why I guess I was the man of honor and I appreciate her making me the man of honor. But reason why I bring this up, well, first off, the wedding went fine without a hitch, as they say. It was perfect. You couldn't ask for a better wedding. Everything was cool. There was no fights like there usually is at weddings. Everyone got together. And the funny thing is, a lot of the family doesn't get along, but we all managed to get along this day, so that was cool. My my uncle, if you saw my Instagram stories, he was dancing like a fool. I don't know what he was doing, but he was pretty jacked, and he was having a good time, so that was cool. I got to see my old co-host, Maddie. He went to the wedding as well, along with his little brother, Charlie. And at one point, they were hitting on the same girl, which says so much about Maddie. But, 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 here's the story. Okay, just to put it into perspective. Um, my nephew, well, okay. He's my nephew now, but he's always, I've always considered him my nephew, but whatever. My nephew has his cousin in the bridal party, and she was only 16. Maddie didn't know that, and Maddie's 21 or 20, whatever. So she was all dolled up, you know, makeup, whatever. Kids nowadays look like they're in their fucking 20s. So as soon as Charlie said, oh, I want to hook up with her, Maddie was like, no, 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 she's for me. And then we dropped the bomb that she was 16, and thank God Maddie bowed out gracefully and said, no, you can have her, she's all yours. So I got to see my cousin hit on my nephew's cousin. Whatever. Exactly. But... So everything went cool. It was, you know, open bar. Um, the ceremony was good. I have shedding a tear because, like I said, next to my wife, my niece is the next important woman in my life. And a big reason why I don't need kids or want kids because, like I said, I did a lot of fatherly duties with her. So I got that out of my system. Like, for example, like I didn't say this during the wedding because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus or whatever. But when my brother wasn't there for her, I was there for her. Like, she came with me with to my work when it was career day i gave her the birds and the bees talk i gave her advice on how to go to high school my wife taught her how to drive you know what i mean so we shaped her life to be who she is today so everything went smoothly like i said she had the, the ceremony at the banquet hall then we had pictures it was cold as fuck but that was okay and then the and then we went in the hall, we ate, we said our speeches, we started dancing, everything was cool, midnight buffet, there was a dessert table at the end too, all that stuff, nice stuff. Reason why I bring this up, I went to a wedding a few years ago, I'm not going to say whose, and who knows, it could even have been two weeks ago I went to this wedding. I'm saying I went to a wedding a few years ago, and it was the most fucked up wedding I've ever been to in my life. Not because... Like, there was fights or... No, 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 no. Okay. So, I'm Portuguese, as many of you know by now. And usual, the usual weddings I go to either... And my wife's from South America. So, and we know a lot of Italian friends. So, those three right there throw huge parties. Right? Okay. So, and I'm going to go even go this far just to say that the people who got married were also Italian. No, sorry. Half Italian. Okay? No, full... Whatever. Italian. Italian blood was involved in this wedding. Okay? So right away, 
when we got invited to this wedding, I looked at my wife. I'm like, sure, we barely know them, but I'm going to go because it's an Italian wedding. I love Italian weddings because of the food. Okay. And I'm not a foodie. So for me to like food, fuck, it says something right there, right? Okay. We go, we show up. Because we usually show up, we usually don't go to ceremonies unless it's someone we really care about. Or if we have plans, obviously. But we'll always show up towards the actual party itself, right? So we show up. It was at a golf club, right? So right there, rings, uh, bells start ringing. It's at a golf club. Okay, I'm used to banquet halls. Okay, that's fine. Maybe, you know, this is a new age thing, whatever. Get there. I see someone I know. Okay, we knew... People that were in this wedding as well, whatever, right? So, I see someone I know. She turns to me and my wife and says, Oh, why don't you guys go get a drink? Sure, yeah, we'll be right back. Let's go grab a drink. At this time, I was still drinking maybe, I don't know, only on special occasions probably. And plus, it was free, so why not? So, I go to the bar. There's nobody at the bar. So, we saw someone going around with the appetizers. And we're like, excuse me, is there anyone at the bar? Like, no, the bar's closed. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let that sink in. The bar is closed. I thought it was all you can drink wedding. Yeah, it is. But it was only open from 5 to 7. And now it's closed from 7 till 10. Or 7 till 9, whatever. Excuse me? Yeah, it was only open at the beginning for a bit of the appetizers. But while while people are walking in and getting their seats and eating dinner, we didn't want to, the... They, they, sorry, they didn't want to alcohol to be served because they don't want people getting too drunk. Have you never been to a fucking wedding? And you're fucking Italian? Like, I know, come on. I'm cheap, but fuck off, man. At least I had an open bar at my fucking wedding and it didn't close. There was no fucking last call at a fucking wedding in the middle of the fucking day. What the fuck is this? So what, you're trying to save a few couple bucks because you're not serving alcohol for like two hours? Get the fuck out of here. If I would have known that, I would have brought a fucking six-pack and a bottle of wine in my trunk or something. At least I could have served myself. The fuck is this? So there's that one thing, right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Tell my wife, don't worry, don't worry, whatever. We'll, it's going to open soon. We'll, we'll have a drink. And I'm sure they're going to have champagne and, and wine on, on the table. They, you cannot eat without having the alcohol. So we go. Do, do the, what is it? Receding, proceeding procession line whatever where you greet the people when you're in line and you're part of the bridal party and the and you're welcoming everyone to the so-called party so we go in we sit at our table luckily we knew maybe like half the people at our table because there's nothing worse than going to a wedding and you know nobody so like i said so it was an italian wedding i knew people who were going open bar why wouldn't i want to go okay so now no open bar and now we sit down i'm looking around i'm like there's no alcohol on the table usually there's a bottle of white a bottle of red and already poured in each glass champagne for the first toast. None of that. It's like, okay, I guess we're not having any liquor. So we're like, okay, well, at least we're going to have the food good. They come out. I got a scoop of mashed potatoes, some string beans, and I can't remember the meat. So we'll say chicken because it's always chicken anyways if it's not chicken whatever beef or pork whatever and a little piece of pork luckily i don't eat a lot but again remind you i said i'm looking forward to this because i want to go to a fucking italian wedding there was no fucking italian food what the fuck kind of wedding italian wedding has no italian no pasta no no antipasto none of that shit so they come around and then everyone took 
And then dude beside me wanted more because he didn't take enough. And he's like, oh, can I have more? Don't the servers look at us? I'm like, no, that, that's all you're getting. It's one tray per table. You guys have to share it. So you get a tray of mashed potatoes, a tray of vegetables, and a tray of meat. And if you eat all that, too bad. Again, what fucking wedding? What kind of fucking wedding is this? Who does this? Like I said, I know I'm cheap, but now you're cheaping out on the food as well. So you cheap out on the alcohol, you cheap out on the food, and you still expect me to pay or to give you $150 per person because that's what the plates usually go nowadays in Toronto. When you probably spent max 75 fucking bucks to 50 to 75 bucks max on your fucking plates. And I barely know you now. If I knew you, I wouldn't care because at least the money is going towards you in your pocket. That's fine. I don't think I've talked to them since this fucking wedding. So obviously I don't know you that well. You're just fucking taking my money. Why don't you just call me up one day and be like, hey, Steve, you know, I'm going to save you some time. Our wedding's going to be shit, but you know what? Just j- just give us this money and you'll, you'll save the house. Look, okay. Who has ever been to an Italian wedding and had to eat McDonald's afterwards? This guy did. Fucking went through drive through in a fucking suit and tie getting McDonald's after a fucking wedding. God damn it. Thank God my niece's wedding wasn't like that. All the food was good. It had everything. It had lobster. It had fucking crab. It had pastéis de bacalhau. It had pastéis de camarón. It had uh, calamari. It had a pizza station. Like I said, there was sweets. The main course was like, it was a red pasta and then a, a fettuccine. No, it was an Alfredo gnocchi. And then we had like beef. We had potato, uh, mashed potatoes, vegetables, Right there alone. Look how much food I just mentioned. And these fucking people just had that. You, you know what to remind me of? A fucking TV dinner. That's what the fuck the portions was. Might as well just give me Salisbury steak right there. Or fucking meatloaf. Fucking people, man. And I don't know if I've said this story before. If I have, I apologize. But if you haven't heard it, at least you get to hear what I'm all about. See, you got a little mix of the beginning of me making fun of shit. And now me at the end getting mad. That's what the podcast is all about ladies and gentlemen sometimes i sprinkle in some fucking fucked up co-hosts that are either high or drunk which adds for good podcasting i get angry at them they make fun of me and vice versa so you know it is what it is but i hope you guys enjoyed honestly this interview with bubba jenkins special shout out obviously to the man himself bubba jenkins thank you for coming on the podcast and being a guest of mine and thank you obviously again for master p follow people follow master p he's trying to be funny on twitter follow him at the podcast dap i own the twitter but i'll let him run it so maybe when he leaves i will still have that so don't worry don't think you're only following master p because i know yeah he's boring and other than what he's doing now it's good and obviously you could follow me finger styles go listen to me on the got till five podcast i am their host this week i'm their host wow i am their guest this week we break down they break down their top five favorite british wrestlers i break down my top five favorite canadian wrestlers we also sprinkle in some other stuff in between and that's all i got going on this week so if you need to do some women's shopping remember go to poppyapparel.com enter promo code the podcast with a capital d and get 10 percent off your next shipment it's women's clothing like i said uh free shipping worldwide summer's coming up go buy yourself something nice scantily scantily sorry scantily go wear something that's not really okay before i plug the rest of this stuff i was gonna say this for someone else but see these jeans just trying to sell now it's literally fucking a string it's denim string that wraps it 
I don't even know how to describe it. Like, there's no material. There's just material in the crotch and two fucking strings going down the side, making cuffs and coming up on the inside seam as well. That's it. There's like no material. And these things cost like fucking $400. So if you want real clothing that doesn't look like that, go to poppyapparel.com. Like I said, use promo code the podcast, capital D, free shipping worldwide. Listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Also, I'm available on the Pod Bros network they are found at podbros.com if you go to amazon and buy stuff there go to the podbros.com first click on the amazon banner and you will help us out there's no extra charge towards you so it's just literally 10 seconds out of your life to help fellow podcasters out so that's pretty cool you could also listen to me every sunday on emzt radio if you're in the states they have a podcast block from 1 i believe to 7 p.m and i'm smashing there in the middle i've been on there for a while they give me a lot of love so i decided to give them a lot of love back and again live stream for the cure make sure to watch me live because for those who don't know who i look like you will see what i look like if you watch me on twitch or on youtube and i guess that's it so on that note he was bubba I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.